Welcome to Calvary Live. We are so glad you could join us through our podcast. Here at Calvary, we want you to live life at the highest level through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We hope today's message will be an encouragement. 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3. 2 Corinthians 10, 3. Man, God has already done some amazing things today, hasn't he? How many are thankful for what the Lord has already done? 2 Corinthians 10 and verse 3. I have sensed God's direction on this time together, today, this date, this time, for some time. This is an appointed time. How many heard what I just said? This is an appointed time. This is an authorized time. How many heard what I just said? Authorized by God. We're going to look at two things today that every Christian needs to understand and needs to embrace. All right? We're going to talk about blessings and baptism. We're going to give you an opportunity for both. What does blessing mean? I'm going to teach that. Blessing is the supernatural power of God. Supernatural. Did you get that word? It's not human. It's supernatural. When done in God's fashion. The supernatural impartation of the power of God through the spoken word of a delegated authority. That blessing has the power to break generational strongholds. To break cycles that you keep finding yourself going through. So today, I believe in the powerful name of Jesus Christ. Some things that have held you back. Some cycles you keep repeating. Some areas in your life that you see repeated generationally. And you wonder why you can't get out of it. Some things that were done to you that you hated and you've turned around and done to someone else. The child of an abuser that's now become abusive. The child of an alcoholic that now has a drinking problem. Are you with me? Why would we do that? There's no natural explanation for that. There's no reason when you've been the victim of something to become the victimizer of that same thing. There's no natural uh, logic to that. What is it? Why is that? There are some generational strongholds that only Jesus Christ can break. And I believe that's going to happen today. Can somebody say amen to that? Now we're going to look into the Word to build our faith. And then we're going to release those under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Water baptism. I'll explain a little more to you about that. We know it, but there's another level that God's revealed to us. So let's look at 2 Corinthians 10. Pardon me. And begin reading in verse number 3. Everybody got that? We got it here? Let's go. Let's, let's see this today. No, you know, before we do this, I want to pray. Because I want to make sure that you're hearing what the Holy Spirit says to you today. Not just what I'm saying. I'm praying every one of us in this room, everyone online, that you will hear with another ear besides this one on the side of your head. Are you with me? You'll hear with an ear right here. Because God wants to do something in your life that could change the future of you and your family. All right? So let's pray. Father, I want everyone to pray. Come on. I want you to pray. I want you to pray for yourself. Father, we come before you today and we're not going through the motions. We're not playing church. We are here today and we're dealing with weighty issues, Father. I would never take for granted. I would never sensationalize pain and, 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 and the things that people are dealing with, Father, unless you have spoken to address it today. God, I believe today that strongholds will be broken, that demonic power will be broken, that generational strongholds will be broken, that the sins of the fathers will be broken. And that people will be set free and freedom and healing will come. Lord, I pray for every one of us. You'll give us ears to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying. You'll give us ears to hear. Lord, your word says faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. Lord, I release today the gift of faith in this house. 
I release the gift of faith in every heart. I release clarity to hear your word. Lord, I thank you that right now faith is rising. Hope is rising. God, I pray for an atmosphere of expectancy to come into this room. In fact, come on, let's take a minute right now. I want you just to pray out loud with me. I want you to begin to pray. God, give me a spirit of expectancy. Release it in that room. Come on, pray with me. We, we got to do some business in the spirit today. What, can I hear you pray? Come on, Father. We're just lifting our voices to you right now. Lord, we are here believing you want to shift the future of families and marriages and homes. God, we believe you want to release something that is powerful, so we pray today. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Release expectancy today. Release faith today. God, put us in a place where you can do anything and everything that you desire to do. We believe that today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Well, let's, let's go here to 2 Corinthians 10. Yeah, let's thank God for that. Amen. God, we believe that. Absolutely. We believe that today. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, beginning with verse 3. Though we live in the world. Okay, here we are. We're in this world. How many are alive? Everybody living in the house? Okay, I had planned to do a funeral today. Is everybody alive? Good. For though we live in the what? World. This isn't heaven. We're in this world. Heaven's with us. We're in this world. For though we live in this world, okay, we do not wage war as the world does. So according to this, if you're living in this world, you're going to be in some battles. Did you get that? There was no clause or exclusion. He didn't say we might. He said you were in a battle sometime. Now don't get upset by that. You You don't have a victory unless you have a battle. We're not afraid of a little hassle. Are you? You're not. Come on. Come on, some of you used to brag about how big and bad you are. You need to get big and bad in the spirit right now. Okay, you ready? So see, if you live in this world, you're going to have some hassles. You're going to have some opposition. And he says what you need to understand is that, that we have an incredible asset because we're Christians. See? For though we live in this world, we do not wage war as the world does. We're in it, but we're not of it. We're facing these challenges... But evidently, there's something available to us that's not available before we became a Christian. Everybody with me? I need to know what this is. Okay? The weapons, these things that only believers have at their access. The weapons we fight with. Okay, you're going to have to fight sometimes. You're going to have to get up sometime. How many are with me right now? We don't have any martyrs in this room. Come on. Come on. Rise up. Rise up. Come on, it's your day today. It's your day today. No more victims. Come on, let's get out of that right now. Come on, let's get out of it. I'm not who I am because of what you did. I'm not who I am because of what you did. I'm not who I am because of what you did not do. I'm not who I am based upon your failure or your success. I'm going to fight these battles with weapons that are mighty, and I'm going to be who God says I am. I'm going to rise up and be that. My family's going to be that. Come on, anybody with me today? The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. Oh, look at this. Thank God. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Come on. Come on. He didn't say to get you out of one. He said to tear it up so it never gets on you again. Come on. Let's demolish something. We, we're going to have a Holy Ghost wrecking ball in this place today. Come on. We're going to rip it up and break it down. Anybody with me today? All right. I'm just, I'm not even preaching yet right now. I'm introducing right now. So there, we have these mighty weapons. 
They, they, they are not of the world. On the contrary, are you ready? They have divine power to demolish what? Strongholds. We're going to address strongholds today through the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. And God's given us a weapon that will break strongholds. We're going to use that weapon today, okay? We demolish arguments. So where do these, where do these strongholds begin? But in your mind, how you think, how you perceive. Now, this isn't a mental aptitude lesson. The, the, the victory is going to come in the power of the Holy Spirit. But we need to recognize why we think the way we think. And, and why we perceive the way we perceive. And how we look at ourselves and those around us. So we realize that this war is being waged in our minds, in our thinking. So, so uh, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up. The, the King James translation says every high wall. That's a good translation because stronghold, it's biblically, just the, the physical translation of the word stronghold is a fortress. A fortress. That's a stronghold. That was a term used when they built walled fortresses. So, so these, these thoughts, these arguments, these pretensions, these perceptions that occur because we have strongholds, they set themselves up against the knowledge of God. The picture is they build a wall in your mind and you begin to live a compartmentalized life. We sing today, what did we sing? Lord, you can have... Now, do we believe that? With these strongholds, all you can sing is, Lord, you can have it sung. And we kind of do that, don't we? We usually don't make a worship chorus out of it. Lord, you can have some of me, but not all of me. See, we, we, we don't know how to have committed relationships in our culture anymore. We sign a prenuptial before we get married so I can leave myself way out. Come on, don't shout me down. Because we, I'm not going to give you all of me. I'm not going to go into this marriage saying, you got me lock, stock, and barrel. Hey, I got to protect myself. Well, if you've got to protect yourself from someone, you shouldn't marry that person. You say, well, I want to get married. Well, you don't need to get married up to that person. See, so, so we come to God and we don't say, God, I'm going to serve you as long as you help me. I'm going to serve you as long as you give me what I want. I'm going to serve you as long as everything goes my way. What, what we need to say to him, what we're, what we're looking at here is, is that, God, we just surrender everything to you. We want the strongholds, the walls that compartmentalize. In other words, my mind looks like this. If you can see it, uh, on this side of the wall, I'm loving serving Jesus. But on this side of the wall, I'm holding some things back. See, I'm coming to church and smiling and dancing, but I leave the church and I got this other stuff going on and I act like during the week I didn't even go to church on Sunday. And you don't have to live that way. I've got good news for you. See, we can give him all, all right? So, so we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God and we take captive every thought to make it obedience to Christ. So physically a stronghold is literally a fortress that was built. High walls, guarded. It was built though. How did you build a fortress? Stone by stone. Internally, internally a stronghold is a fortress built on lies. And one lie at a time, one abuse at a time, one argument at a time, 
just like the physical stronghold was built stone on stone, the internal stronghold is built in us lie upon lie, act upon act. Are you with me? And so this, this staging area, listen to these words, inside of us is a place where Satan wars against you and everything else God wants to do in your life. These weak places where we have left doors open or where we have compromised or disobeyed. These weak places are where other people have, have made our life uh, a situation where we've accepted, I am a victim, I am hopeless. When I say you're not a victim, I didn't say you weren't victimized. I'm not saying you haven't had pain. I'm not saying you, you were unfairly treated. Make sure you understand what I'm saying. I'm not dismissing your pain. I'm not trying to devalue your pain. I'm not trying to say you haven't really faced some things. I'm just saying they don't have to have the final word in your life. Okay? That, that's going to happen, unfortunately. But we have something, a weapon that God can use. And, and so the, the, we get this perspective. We have this outlook. You know, there's a saying that uh, perception becomes reality. Do you know that you can be in a marriage and your spouse really love you, but if this stronghold hasn't been broken, although they really love you, although they're being kind to you, and although you should be thankful you're still looking through this perception of victimization and untrust, and you can't even receive what they have to give you. Everybody with me? People hear what they want to hear. And see what they want to see. It's amazing. You would be amazed, you know. I've had to just give it to God. You'd be amazed what people say I say. You'd be amazed at the sermons I never have preached. That other people say I've preached. How does that happen? Because you weren't listening to me when you came in here. You, you, you had, you had, see, you had these filters on your ears. And everything I said you heard through your perception. Are you with me? Through that stronghold. Well, Pastor Sawyer said, no, I didn't. I didn't say that. You, I have been misquoted so many times. Every pastor has. Because it's good to use my name to enforce your argument. <laughs> and so do you see, you can even take the words in a message and add a stone to your stronghold in your life. We, we need to hear from the Lord. Is everybody with me? What happens is this continues. It begins to build generational strongholds. Because a child grew up in that atmosphere. A child grew up in that environment and they've heard the words of their parent. They've seen the actions of their parent. They've heard the words of their family. They've seen the actions of their family. And so these words have reinforced that, begun to set that place in their mind. And these strongholds are there, these self-doubts and low self-esteem and, and rejection and bitterness and, and, and these things begin to set up and these become places, points of attack. Where Satan begins to roar against us. Go to Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. For some of you, 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 you know all these. We need to be rehearsed for some of this. Ephesians 6 and verse 10. You see, what, what begins with a natural, let me say this, an environmental attack against you. What, what began as words that from a parent's mouth, words from a sibling, words from family, words from friends, what, what initially began in your environment on the outside, are you with me? Become places where Satan chooses to attack you at your weak spots. And so this thing that was natural to some extent becomes very spiritual in its attack against you because Satan is always looking for the openings, isn't he? He's looking for the weak places. 
He's waiting for the sheep to leave the flock. Are you with me? And, and, and go after that. And so this is what the Bible tells us. Now remember, I'm, I'm building layers here. I want you to see. We read in 2 Corinthians 10, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. On the contrary, we have weapons that have divine power with the ability to demolish strongholds. So we see there's something going on that's not just man to man, human to human. Let's keep reading Ephesians 6 and verse number 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord. How? In the Lord. And in whose power? His mighty power. I want you to keep seeing these weapons are mighty. I've got good news for us today. I've got good news for us. Finally, be strong in the Lord, not in your power, not in my power, in the power of the Lord, in His mighty power. It says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's scheme. So he says, you need to get up and put some armor on. Come on, are you with me? You need to say, the devil's going to try to knock me down. Let me help you. The devil is much more afraid of your future than he is your past. Satan is horrified that you'll find out who you are. Hell is shaking that you'll be set free from your stronghold. Hell is worried that you're going to get this today and you're going to become something God always ordained you to be. Hell is afraid your children are going to see you set free and your family is going to see you set free. Anybody hear what I'm saying today? Hell is afraid that you're going to say, you know what? I'm not going to live like this the rest of my life. God has an answer to this attack that came against me. I'm going to get up because I know there's a battle. I'm going to put on his armor. Why? So I can take my stand against what? His what? His schemes. Schemes. Arguments, words, whispers, lies. Okay, we're, so let's go. Verse 12. Our struggle is not against flesh and blood. If we could just get past that. Don't, the devil loves for you to fight with people. Because you never address the real issue in your life. The devil loves racism. Because we fight people of a different race. Judge people of a different race. When racism is not a skin to skin, color to color, black to white, black to brown, brown to black, brown brown to red, red to yellow, and all their colors mixed in together. The issue of racism is not flesh. The issue of racism is sin. Until sin and selfishness and fear and prejudice and pride is taken care of, you're not going to solve the racism issue. It's not a mandate. It's not a law. It's not a Facebook issue. It's not a, a online issue. It's not a human issue. Human beings have been racist from the beginning. And we're not going to create a utopia on in this country with laws and regulations until a man's heart changes, that man hasn't changed. Until a woman's heart changes, that woman's not going to change. There, there, there are strongholds. There, there are battles. We need to quit fighting flesh and blood and expecting a solution. Everybody with me? I could, I could describe many issues in that way. You know what? I'm going to rattle your case. You know if all the Republicans and Democrats would get saved? We could have one party in this nation. God's party. I know you don't like me to say that because you Democrats think everybody ought to be a Democrat. And you Republicans think everybody ought to be a Republican. Do you know how hard it is to pastor a church with Republicans and Democrats in the same church? Pray for me. Pray for me. But if we quit doing this in the flesh, we might see God do something in this country. <laughs> I know you didn't like that, but I was fair. It made everybody mad. 
For our struggle is not against flesh and blood. So what is it against? The rulers, the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realm. There's the battle. There's the place your stronghold is being exercised against you and being controlled and held. Let's keep reading. Therefore, what do we do? We put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to do what? Stand your ground. And after you have done everything, what do I do? I just stand. So God, help me to do everything I can do. And God, you do everything I can't do. Come on. Come on. You see that? I've got to do some things. I've got to stand. I have to get up. I've got to get the word. I've got to move in the spirit. Are you with me? I've got to quit laying down like a victim, whining, crying, blaming, accusing. I've got to stand up. I've got to put some armor on me and say, you know what? The devil won the last round, but this one's mine right now. i got this thing right now. I'm, I'm going to do this. So I'm taking way too much time on this. Let's go to Luke chapter 11 and verse 21. I have to help you see this. Luke eleven twenty one. I want you to see what you're really battling. Where this is coming from and how we have an answer. Uh, I, I'm still working on the problem. I've got to get to the solution. Come on. Luke 11, verse 21. Now, here's the setting. The, the, the religious leaders, the Pharisees, were so intimidated by Jesus. And, and, and so <laughs> he kept doing these signs, wonders, and miracles and, 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 and casting demons out of people. So the only thing they had left, okay, you, you might hear this today. The only thing they had left, they couldn't deny the miracles. They couldn't deny, deny the demons had been cast out. So here's what they start saying. Well, the only way he cast the demons out is because he's the devil. Well, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? And Jesus said, boys, a house divided will never stand. And then he told them this. So, so the context is how does the power of God operate? The context is God's kingdom against Satan's kingdom. Are you with me? So Luke 11 verse 21. When a strong man, fully armed, guards his own house, his possessions are safe. So, so he had cast demons out of people. He had set people free. And so he says, look, look, look. If the, if the devil has someone in his grasp, he's strong. The devil's stronger than you or me. Without God. So, so when a strong man fully armed guards his house, his possessions are safe. But I like verse 22. But when someone's stronger, ah, someone stronger, there's someone stronger than the one that's put the strongholds in your life. There's someone stronger than the one who's been holding your house down. There's someone stronger than the one that's been releasing generational strongholds. But when someone's stronger, say that again. But when someone's stronger, say it again. But when someone's stronger, I like that. But when someone's stronger, what? Attacks, hey, and overpowers him, I like that. He takes away the armor in which the man trusted, and he takes all the people and the homes and the families and the marriages and the children that he has been holding and divides up the spoils, sets his captives free, lets people go free, takes away everything this stronghold had been holding. How many thank God for that? All right, so here's what we need to do. So what is the weapon? What is the weapon? What can we do? Who is the someone stronger? His name is Jesus. 
His name is Jesus. He's the someone that's stronger. God has designed weapons. We've read about it. That are for spiritual warfare. God has designed weapons that are mighty with divine power. That are stronger. That can break these strongholds. What is that word? Well, one of these things is a blessing. A blessing. Not just any blessing. Not when you sneeze, God bless you. Biblically, a blessing is a word spoken under the presence of the Holy Spirit. A word, the word of God spoken under the presence of the Holy Spirit. See, it's the very opposite. The blessing is opposite of the stronghold. The blessing is not from the enemy, it's from God. The blessing is not the strong man, it's the stronger man. The blessing doesn't put you in bondage. The blessing sets you free. It's one of these God-given weapons. Look at Proverbs 18 and verse 21. Proverbs 18, 21. What, what do we see here today? I want you to see this. The tongue. Say, my tongue. Not the tongue. Say, my tongue. Has the power of God, of life and death. And those who love it will eat its fruit. And so this is what the Bible tells us. God actually, when we speak His Word, not my Word, but His Word, under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, it carries the power of God. It is a weapon that comes in to demolish that stronghold that's been holding your life. We need to understand that's how God has always operated. You go to Genesis chapter 1, and what do we see? The Bible says when God created the universe and created this earth, the Spirit of the Lord was hovering. And God said, the spirit was hovering and God said, I believe today the spirit is hovering in this place. I believe the Holy Spirit's resting on us today. I believe God is eager to set you free today. I believe some mighty things are about to happen in this place today. And in that atmosphere of holy anointing, we're going to speak the word of God that has the power of life and the power of death. I'm going to, uh, guys, let me, uh, I, I just got to fast forward a little bit here. We, we got to get to the getting here. And uh, I, I want to see if you can relate to this. Some of you have never had a blessing spoken over your life. You've never had it said to you. You've never heard that message. I, I was going to go through Genesis and look at Esau and Jacob and how Jacob stole his brother's blessing. Esau undervalued it, discounted it, made light of it, didn't think there's anything God could do to help him, and he lost his blessing. His brother Jacob stole his blessing, but because he stole it, you can't steal the blessing of God. You surrender to the blessing of God. So Jacob stole it, but he forfeited. He couldn't enjoy it. He had to leave and go to a far country. I'm going to tell you today, when you look in Scripture, men and women, battles, nations were fought over the blessing of God. What we're going to receive today. Maybe you've never had that. That's what I want to share with you. I've got something here I want to read. Maybe you, you, you feel like this. You, you're, you, you are who you are. And I'm about to speak this blessing. Listen to this account. One young lady says, I recall how I longed for my dad's approval for the longest time. I did not even know that it was his blessing. I was desiring. My actions told the story since I was a ball of rebellion. I had low self-esteem and always felt like a complete failure. It was only in my early adulthood that I discovered the principle of blessing, impartation. Let me get this out of the way. All right. And it all started to make sense. My parents got divorced when I was a young teenager. And I thought it was I was partially to blame for the breakup. See how you keep bringing this stuff on yourself? My dad was not verbal. 
when expressing love and recognition since he was not used to it growing up. The more I drew towards my father, the more it seemed he pushed me away. A sense of shame overwhelmed me. From then onwards, I stumbled through life and had the viewpoint that you need to be independent and never rely on anyone to succeed in life. This mindset is incorrect. It is contrary to God's best for our lives since we need to depend upon the Lord. Have you perhaps yearned for the approval of others to have a sense of belonging? The pursuit of recognition can leave one feeling disappointed and not worthy of love. Before we carry on any further, maybe some of you have seen that. Maybe some of you have dealt with that. Maybe some of you have wrestled with those things and you've never had this sense of fulfillment and blessing put upon our life. The Bible tells us that the sins of the fathers sometimes carry on to the third and fourth generation of people. To the third and fourth generation. And so what do we do? Generational strongholds, sins, things that, that broke things down. They broke our life. They, they weren't there for us. But today, there is a blessing. The Bible says to us here in 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 18 that God says we are his sons and daughters. Come on. I want you to know if you never had, look at this, and I will be a father to you. Come on, say that. I will be a father to you and you will be my sons and my daughters, says the Lord. Come on, you need to say that out loud. I'm his son. I'm his daughter. I'm his son. I'm his daughter. I'll be a father to you. God says, I'm going to bless where they didn't bless you. I'm going to give you something they didn't give you. I'm going to bless you. I want you to look at this. Look at Proverbs 26 and verse number 2. i got to give you some word. We're about to release this blessing. Proverbs 26 and verse 2. Are you ready? Uh, I, want to, I want you to get that. Proverbs 6. I'm jumping scriptures on them right now because I'm kind of editing as I go. Proverbs chapter 26. And verse number two. Here it is. An undeserved curse. Come on. Are you ready? It says an unauthorized, unauthorized, undeserved. In this setting, a curse is the same as a stronghold. I want you to look at this with me. An undeserved, unauthorized curse will be powerless to harm you. It may flutter over you like a bird will find no place to land. We're going to release a blessing today. The next time that old curse tries to come on you, it can't find a place to land. It can't find a place to sit. We declare in Jesus' name, every undeserved curse is broken in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, now I got to back up on you. Come on. You guys are awesome back there. Look at Numbers 2320. Numbers 2320. You see, there are always going to be people that the devil will find who are going to try to mess up your life. Back up. Go, go back, guys. It's on me. Numbers 2320. This is what happened. There was a prophet named Balaam. And, 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 uh, and so this king saw Israel coming. They defeated all their enemies. He said, there's nothing we can do. See, even the devil gets it. He said, there's nothing we can do in the natural to beat Israel. Did you hear that? He said, so I'm going to hire a prophet to put a curse on them. This is Numbers 23:20. I'm going to hire a prophet to put a curse on them. So he gets the prophet and the prophet comes out. And when he looks at Israel, when he sees God's people, <laughs> this is what he said. I have received a command to bless. He has blessed and I cannot change it. Are you with me today? We have received a command to bless you today. And when we bless you, we can't change it. The devil can't change it. He can't bring a curse on you because we've broken that in the name of Jesus. Everybody with me on this? All right. We're going to do this. After, after we speak this blessing, this is blessing and baptism. 
Here, here's what I shared with you. And, and, uh, and I'm, I'm kind of moving along. You can get these scriptures. 1 Corinthians 10. Listen to me. It says that when Israel came out of Egypt. Are you with me? And they went through the Red Sea. The Bible says that was a picture or type of baptism. It looks towards Jesus. God told them that day, once you walk through the Red Sea. Come on, anybody with me? And those waters close behind you. Your old life, your past life, the strongholds, the devil, the demons, the curses, they're going to try to follow you into this next season. Are you with me? But when they try to follow you through the water of baptism, the water that's baptizing you is drowning them. What saved you is going to drown them. We're going to baptize people in water today. Many have called in. If you didn't, just you can get wet. Go home wet today. But some of you may have realized, wait a minute. God has set me free. God has done a work in my life. I've been forgiven. I am a child of God. But I've never done water baptism. That's the pledge of allegiance to Jesus. It's saying to the world to see, my old life is dead. My new life is resurrected. I'm serving the Lord. God's going to rescue me. I'm doing this act. See, a spirit, a physical act of obedience will release a spiritual blessing. When they marched around the walls of Jericho, it was a physical act of obedience. But God's supernatural came in and knocked the walls down. When Gideon had 300 men to blow a trumpet and break a vase, that didn't destroy three armies. But the physical act of obedience released the supernatural power of God. We're about to do some obedient acts. I want you to stand with me. I want our worship team to come. I believe right now it's your day to be blessed. I believe the Holy Spirit is going to authorize us to bring a blessing on you today. I believe you're beginning to understand there's some places in your life that just seem like you're stuck. There's some cycles that continue to repeat. There's some things that... Uh, let, let, come on, let's, let's make it very real. Divorce may have been rampant in your family. And no one's had been able to break out of that. Well, you're going to break out of it today in Jesus' name. You understand that? Alcoholism may be in your family. We're going to break that curse today in the name of Jesus. Are you listening to me? No one in your family has graduated from college. We're going to break that lack today in the name of Jesus. You're going to go. Your children are going to go. Are you with me? God's going to provide. I can't hear you. Are you going to, God's going to break these things. Thank you. There's sins, temptations. They keep snagging you. You're good for a while. Then this thing pulls you down. God's going to break that today. I tell our ladies in our women's recovery ministry, you weren't born to be an addict. There's nothing wrong with you. You're not different than someone else. Satan caught you in a stronghold. But when that stronghold is demolished, I want you to hear your pastor. I've seen it too many times. God's bigger than fentanyl. God's bigger than than, than uh, drugs. God's greater than what's happening to us right now. He's stronger than heroin. He's stronger than these things. I want to tell you this. Some people need to get set free from religion today. Got this mindset, as long as I go in a building on a Sunday, all is well. That's wrong. That's wrong. I'm not going to mislead you just to have some seats in the seat. You need to get things right with God. There's some strongholds. We think if I get around somebody else, God will bless me. 
I don't pray, but if somebody will pray for me, that needs to be broken. You need to learn how to pray. Move out in the Spirit. These cycles, these things that go. Maybe depression. Maybe fear. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't mean you're out committing sins. It just means you're, there's cycles that are coming. We're going to break that. We're going to pray together right now. We're going to break this in the name of Jesus. According to your faith, so be it. According to your faith, so be it. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. You can connect with us live each Wednesday and Sunday through our social media pages. If today's message has blessed you, please rate and review us so that more people can hear this message of Christ. Find out more about Calvary on our website at calvaryassembly.org.